Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland, episode 126. Time just keeps flying by. Ken Dworsnick, Ted Klopp. Ted, I had a request. Oh. I get texts from random people. I guess they want to be almost like producers for a podcast. They've requested <laughs> that we go back to the jerseys. So a quick jersey. Oh, the back to the jerseys. Okay. So we'll start with the Browns. Any 26s that come to mind for you? Is Dino Hall a 26? Well done, sir. Played from 79-83. You also were correct. Off the cuff. Didn't we didn't plan this? Off the cuff. Boom. Got it. We're like Johnny Carson. We don't plan any of this stuff. We just (laughs) kind of do it. (laughs) Raymond Claiborne would have been a good answer. Sean Jones. Okay. I forgot he played for this for us too. Willis McGahey, remember? That he oh yeah. Oh my party? God. Yeah. Very short. What did he have? Half a season or something? One year he played with us. Okay. Yeah. Poor guy. He's better known for breaking his leg than actually doing well in the NFL. Rodney McLeod from this year. Eddie Payton, which is Walter Payton's brother. Did you know he played for us? I had no idea. Ron Wolfley in '92 to '93, and then. uh Greedy Williams, which many people forget because unfortunately he didn't play very much because he was in, he was usually injured. So how about okay. for the Indians and Guardians? Uh, this one might be a little tougher. Yeah, I'm trying to think of 26. I feel Just, like, uh, wait a minute. Here's, was... here's your guess or here's your hint. He was a pitcher and played at the end of games. Uh, not Doug Jones. It was not DJ. Uh, well, I was going to say Mark Wiley, but I don't think he was, was he 28? Mark Wiley? I, I, the, I can't remember. Uh, 26 was a closer by, I don't know. Bob Wickman. Oh, oh, friendly Bob Wickman. He liked to have a couple of drinks after the game from what I remember. So when he, uh, when, when the, uh, you know, he was with the team when it was pretty good, and then it got to the point where he was, like, the best player on the team, and everybody, you know, they had guys who weren't that good. Uh, apparently, he carried an attitude with him uh, in front of the media and everybody else. I've heard the same. Yeah. I've heard the same. Hoyt Wilhelm was also 26. Chuck Tanner, those two guys are famous for being managers. Boog Powell. Uh, everyone has some great stories about him. Dave Oliver. Uh, Brooke Jacoby. That's probably oh, another Brooke one. Jacoby. And Jeff Manto. Oh, my God. Jeff Manto switched from 45 to 26? He certainly did. Okay. 98. Yep. Okay. Mike Napoli. What about Herbert Perry was in 26, was he? He wasn't on the list. Okay. And then Rajay Davis. Once oh, again, the most famous home. Greatest home run in uh, modern franchise history. Yeah. So for the Cavaliers, really difficult. There's only oh. been two players in the history of the Cavs that have worn 26. And neither of them are well-known players, I'm guessing. One is sort of. Played most uh, of his career for the Hawks. And then he played for us from 17 to 19 when LeBron was here. LeBron wanted this guy for years and finally got him. Not uh, no, downside uh, of his career. I can't, I, I don't know. His initials are K and K. K uh, 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 Kevin Carter. 
Kyle Corver. That's what I said. I know. I heard you. Yes. And then Brandon Goodwin from 2022. I don't know how you could forget Brandon. Oh, but the Brandon Goodwin. Didn't know he played on the team. So there's your jerseys for uh, number okay. 26. So all, right. all of our fans will be happy that. Yes. Got that bit of production out of the way. How was your Thanksgiving? It's good. Yeah. yeah. I spent it uh, with my brother and my okay. kids and his in-laws and my parents. It was fun. Yeah. Very Who quiet. Cooked? Um, A lot of people did. Oh, um, okay. Erica Dworsnik did a lot. And then my mom brought some stuff. I contributed with pop. That now, was, was the main entree to traditional turkey or something else? We had eight different meats. <laughs> eight meats. Eight different meats. You're, what are you trying ham. to be, Arby's? I don't know. You have it the was, meats? It was, if if you did not find something you like there, there's something wrong with you. Okay. All right. So we wow. had that. It was it was great. And then uh, that evening, I spent some time with... Uh, the four goshes, little, little, their Thanksgiving. And it was nice. Yeah, it was, nice. it was a very good time. How about you? Well, we had uh, Thanksgiving at my in-laws, which means we walked about 10 feet. Okay. Um, my brother-in-law and his wife, who normally host, went to his wife's family's uh, house. They, uh, Her parents live in Michigan, so they were out of town. So we just had... Dinner with the in-laws, but it was different than we're used to because I'm sure this will come as a shock. And we don't normally sit down as a group and eat, given right. our schedules and such. So right. sitting down, having a nice meal, that was a change and a nice one. Our um, our menu was a little different than traditional Thanksgiving. The We didn't have eight meats. We had one meat, and it was ham. We went oh, with the wow. honey-baked okay. ham. Yeah, that's nice. I like this. Quite good. And uh some potato salad, some macaroni and cheese, and uh apple pie. And uh, of course, how can you not have pumpkin pie? So oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. good. Very good, good. You guys. Very cool. Well, before cool. I forget, this is a red letter day in my life, Ken. It was four uh fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> years ago today ken wow it right it doesn't seem like a day over uh five underwater 15 years ago today that my wife and i went to holy rosary church and waited and waited and waited a little more for the uh, best man who showed up late. And the wedding at 1 o'clock started, what was it, about 115, 120? Yeah, close to 120. Yeah. Yeah. Father Phil, was he was not, he, he, he about had enough. Unimpressed. So. Yes. And if my mother-in-law would have had her way, the, the ceremony would have started. And the other gentleman on this podcast would have been the best man. It's Brian Billick always says next man up. I would have been the next. I was there. I was ready. Hindsight ready being 2020, who knows? Maybe, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, yeah, so it's our 15th anniversary, Ken. Can you believe that? Gosh, that's crazy, man. That is nuts. That, that was such a fun day between everything that happened with the church. I, 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 I do know that the laughing that I had that day will never be topped between... <laughs> 
Jeff Phelps and Thor Tolo and a host of others that were on that bus that just, oh my gosh, I never laughed so hard. I, I was, it was so much fun. And then the reception was just awesome. It was great. Well, we had a lot of fun and um, I'm trying to think of something uh, special to say here, since obviously my wife is going to hear this. Oh, she listens to every podcast. Oh, right? everyone. She gives yep. me a transcript every week. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, but I'll just say happy anniversary and I love you. We'll just go with that. We'll That's just really sweet. That's nice I still that. remember the videographer for the, uh, um, you know, the wedding. When we went and watched the wedding video, he went to my wife before the ceremony. And then he came to me and he said to each of us, you know, as we're getting ready for the wedding, what do you want to say to Ted or to Erica? So Erica, you know, she's not real good on the spur of the moment. And, you know, she's thinking about 15 other things. And so her comment was, I love you and I can't wait to be your wife. And then he comes to me and he says, Ted, what do you want to say to Erica? And I said, I just want to tell you good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> so classic, classic airplane line. Little, uh, Yep. So 15 years ago, and uh, here we are three kids later. How about Outstanding. that? Outstanding. Well, uh, coming up on this week's show, it's, we have, it is going to be, Ken, an amazing show. And I say that because we have an amazing guest, and his name is the Amazing Kreskin. And if you don't know who the Amazing Kreskin is, you should pause this show right now. Go online and Google him and watch some of his appearances with Johnny Carson. The amazing Kreskin is our guest. He's now 88 years old or will be soon. And he's an amazing man with a, what a life this guy has uh, led. And uh, so we're going to talk to him. Uh, we also have a, a big mistake that gets uh, a man a big payday. Speaking of big paydays, John Ryan is here to talk about sports betting again. <laughs> you like that big payday? That was well done. Uh, like Jen Brasnovich uh, from Destination Cleveland is here with the December Cleveland calendar. We might have some kids speak as well. And underwear helps uh, catch a robber. Overachiever time, Ken. And we, uh, you know, we're still, we haven't gotten to the amazing Kreskin yet. He, if anybody's an overachiever, he is. But we have another one. This is a Jordan man who owns a world record. Mohammed Sayahin can quickly count the number of letters in a sentence. He first gained recognition for this skill on the TV show Arabs Got Talent. I didn't know that Heck of existed. a name for a show, by the way. Uh, he now has the Guinness World Record for uh, this particular uh, uh, skill. He counted the number of letters in 10 sentences in 35 and a half seconds, each calculation taking him a couple seconds. That's amazing. That's yeah. a pretty that's a pretty good talent. Yeah. So that reminds me, what is the talent that Thor told I was had? just thinking about to that. This, that when you read this, I'm thinking, isn't something doesn't well, Thor do something is, like this? Um not the number of letters in a sentence, but 
if you assign a number one through 26 for each letter in a word, yes, he can quickly, like, let's say the, I don't know what letter number the T is, but he, let's just say it's 20 and H is eight and E is five. So he'd immediately, within about two seconds, he'd blurt out 33. If you said, give me the value of the. That's, that to me is pretty impressive. That's pretty incredible. He also has an incredible, um, he can remember dates from 30 years ago and he can tell you what he was doing. It's unbelievable. That's amazing. And I imagine this gentleman who's on uh, one of my favorite shows, <laughs> Arab's Got Talent. Also has the same type of mind. Which which streaming service is that on, Ken? I don't know. I don't think it's one I'm allowed to go on. Oh, okay. All right. Well, nonetheless, uh, <laughs> there you go. Mohammed Sayahin, uh, 35 and a half seconds to assign numbers to the letters in 10 sentences uh, for the Guinness World Record and uh, for Arabs Got Talent. And That's now awesome. to be an overachiever. It's time for Kids Speak. That, of course, means we bring in two of our Kids Speak experts, the first being the Cleveland kid, Colin Forgotch, joining us from the wonderful city of Sylvania, Ohio. And we have the Medina Flyer. That'll be Riley Dworznik, who obviously with his nickname is in the city of Medina. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. I don't know if this has ever happened before where Colin, myself, and Riley all watched a game at the same time in the same room where we had the opportunity to watch the Ohio State Buckeyes fall to Michigan by the score of 30 to 24. Ohio State finishes the season 11 to 1. Michigan seems like deja vu for the third consecutive time. They go 12 and 0 in the regular season and will be advancing to the Big Ten Championship. Gentlemen, speaking specifically on the game, just looking over some stats, everything's very comparable. Yards, rushing yards, pretty close. Penalties, not too far off. Time of possession, Michigan had a five-minute difference. Not huge. Here's the difference. Ohio State, two turnovers. Michigan, zero. That's my thoughts. Colin, we'll start with you. What what were your thoughts on the game, and what's the thoughts on the Ohio State season Moving forward, what do you see? Well, I think for sure, yeah, you got that right with the turnovers. I think that's the biggest part of the game. And if you ask me about those turnovers, the first interception, I think, was on McCord. But the second one, that was all O-line. I don't – I mean, McCord was getting hit while he was be, while he was throwing. I mean, if you look, one person – if you look at the picture, a blown-up screen, McCord – like has only three linemen actually blocking at the time. And the ones on the ground, the other one's like on a knee. It so that second one, it sucks to say. But that was just the O line. And then one of the biggest thing is Michigan. It's their running, it's their running backs. And if you ask me, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corm are the two best like running back duo in college football. Blake Corm is obviously the best, and I mean he is the reason their team is what they are. I mean, they're throwing. We can easily lock them down, but Blake Corum can just run through everybody. And then, I mean, Donovan Edwards is a receiving back, too. I mean, hurts us. But, I mean, besides that, I mean, we're able to lock them down. I mean, we're able to stop McCarthy mostly. 
they're I mean, Roman Wilson's got two receptions the last three weeks. And I mean, I I just we've been able to lock them down. It's just their running backs. Yeah, I understand that. Riley, as you watch the game, what's what were your thoughts? I mean, obviously we started off kind of a little bit upset because of the early turnover, but then it seemed like as the game went on, Ohio State played a little bit better, but just seems like they couldn't close out the game. What's your thoughts? I feel like McCord, I feel like he's I feel like he's an okay quarterback, but I feel like the team just has to like adjust to what his talent level is like. I mean, they had CJ Stroud the year before, so I think that has some impact on like their thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a good point. Yeah, much different game than last year. My gosh, so high scoring. Obviously, this year decent scoring. You had fifty four points between the two teams, but uh, yeah, obviously not much happened until most of the second half. And unfortunately, I think for Ohio State, they gave up most of their points uh, through because of turnovers. I think that last drive, and I'll ask you guys about this. I thought that last drive, they did, they did some good things. I just think maybe McCord maybe forced some things. What, what's your thoughts moving forward now with the Ohio State program? I mean, obviously a very difficult thing to answer. When you only lose one game, you know, each of the last two seasons, and I believe Ryan Day now is something like 56 and 7 or something like that, it has a crazy record. But unfortunately, he just seems like he can't get past the hump of Michigan. If you're sitting in the athletic director's shoes at Ohio State, what do you do? Riley, I guess you ask you first. What do you do as your head coach? Do you stay with Ryan Day? Do you try to go a different direction? What do you think? I mean, I, I don't think they're going to keep Ryan Day, but I feel like I kind of want them to keep Ryan Day. I mean, I feel like he's a good coach, and Michigan's a tough team to beat. Understand. Colin, what do you think? actually think the opposite of Riley. I think they're I think they actually have a large chance they will keep Ryan Day, but I don't really like him. I think he's the core reason that we aren't making it. And I think yeah, McCord struggles a lot, especially for how strong our team is. But I mean your coach is usually the core reason. I mean when how strong I mean and you can show I mean Stroud has proved himself. I mean, look at him in the NFL. Look at him all the other games. He only lost to uh, he only lost basically to Michigan. And yeah, he didn't beat Michigan. And the only other teams he lost to was Georgia, I think, maybe Bama. But that was, I mean, I think it's mainly on Ryan Day. Fair enough. If you look at all the different games, I don't care if it's Division One, Division Two, professional. If you look at most of the games where the teams win. Most times the head coaches and the quarterbacks outplay or outduel their opposition on the other side. Uh, you look at the Ohio State game, obviously McCarthy and uh, the head coach from Michigan, I think outcoach Day and, and McCord. And this will transition to our next topic, which is the Cleveland Browns. If you look at the game from last week between the Cleveland Browns and the Denver Broncos, I believe Kevin Stefanski was outcoached by the head coach from the Broncos. And I believe Russell Wilson played a better game than the two two quarterbacks we had. So uh, we'll see what happens with Ohio State. But uh, once again, tough to say anything difficult or negative on 11-1 season, but the expectations are so high and everybody wants a national championship. So we move on to the Cleveland Browns, which is a really different situation. They're seven and four coming off a, a tough loss, 29 to 12 against Denver. I'm just going to throw these different things at you guys. And you tell me 
how you would react if this was the beginning of the season. If somebody told you you'd be playing your fourth string quarterback, which means Deshaun Watson would be out. It means you also would lose Nick Chubb, your two offensive tackles. Um, you'd also have basically your defensive end who's got a chance for being defensive player of the year. He's playing with one arm and Desmond Ward doesn't play each week. If you were told all those different things, would you expect to be seven and four? I guess I'm going to get your thoughts on the team right now and obviously have additional questions, but just want to get your preliminary thoughts. Uh, Colin, we'll start with you on, on where you think this, the state of the Cleveland Browns is right now. It's seven and four heading into a game against the Rams. Oh, geez. I mean, I don't know. And I think, I think I wouldn't, I first, I would have not guessed that we would be seven and four with all of our top players out. And I think our team's playing really strong, but Miles Garrett's one of the biggest things. He wasn't able to do anything last week because his wrist was hurting. And then I guess he couldn't put his shirt on the next day because of how bad his shoulder was. So, I mean, he's day-to-day, and, I mean, if that's so bad for us. I mean, you're on fourth and able to get the job done. But, I mean, Denzel Ward is not good at all. Not having him every single week I think definitely hurts us. And, yeah, our secondary is so strong with Martin Emerson and, and – Everybody else that we have, Juan Thornhill, but it's just he's one of our top guys, and I think it hurts not having him week to week. And, I mean, being our four-string quarterback, P.J. Warren get the job done. He showed that he's able to get the job done, but it's just last week he was not ready to be thrown into that, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why he played how he did. But, I mean, I think we'll be able to squeak away. I think we'll only maybe have three more losses at most for the rest of the year. Riley, your thoughts? Uh, sort of the same with, like, what Colin's saying. I mean, yeah, I mean, Denver's a tough place to play in. I mean, it, they got, like, the – aren't they're, like, really high, right, in the like, high, hella, high high elevation? They are, yes. It's uh, much tougher to breathe there from the higher altitude, and, I mean, yes. I don't think we should look too far – I mean, I don't think we should look down on this loss. I mean – they're a hard place to play at, and I think we should just continue moving forward. And yeah, no, I I I, I completely understand what you're saying. So you got Joe Flacco this week. I looked at a couple different things. So if you look at all the wins from different conferences in the AFC, so the AFC North has a total wins of 28. The AFC East total wins is 20. The South has 24, and the West has 23. So of all the times that the Browns could be in the best division in football, in my opinion, and obviously in the AFC, this would not be the year they want to be that. And at seven and four, I think they, if I'm not mistaken, besides the, the chiefs, I think they'd be one or two in any of those other divisions. Let's play. Uh, let's play this game. We'll run. Let's do the schedule game with each of you. Okay. You got, let's just say that Joe Flacco will be your quarterback. From here and for the rest of the season, obviously you can't necessarily count on DTR. I imagine he will come back, but let's just say as though he doesn't. You tell me win or loss as I read each of these games. This Sunday at the Rams, Colin, you go first. Win or loss? Win. 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 Riley? Win. Okay. Hosting the Jaguars. Colin? Going to that game? 
going to that game, so I have to say we're going to win, but it's going right. to be a close game. I'm Got confident. it. Riley? That's hard. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to say loss. Okay. Hosting the Bears. I want them to win, but I don't know. I know, no, it's not not if you want them to. It's what you think is going to happen. So there's no wrong answers. Colin hosting the Bears, win or loss? Win. Riley? Win. Oh, my gosh. I, I hope they can win that game. I watched them play Minnesota. That, that that took football back by about 25 years. That was tough to watch, guys. <laughs> At the Texans. Um, Sadly, loss. Stroud. I'm going to go with the same thing, loss. Okay. Hosting the Jets on Thursday night. Win. Win. At the Bengals. Win. Oh, W. Easy. So, Riley, I'm sorry, Colin, you got them at 12 and 5, basically. Riley? Yes. 11 and 6. Yep. Did you, either of you guys think we'd have those records at the beginning of the season? Nope. I certainly didn't. And I, I guess maybe I'm just looking at this too positively. I I look at all the different injuries they have, and you can't account for that. And there's a lot of injuries in the NFL. But gosh darn it, they're seven and four. They're basically right there in their division. Their schedule's not too tough. Anything can happen. Get to the wild card and see what happens. Your defense is still as good as anybody. They didn't play the best against Denver. I get it. There's a lot of things going against them. They got to figure out how to stop the run. And I obviously Jim Schwartz is super good, but gosh darn it, it's super exciting to have meaningful games here as we basically approach December. What's uh sure. what would what would make you make you satisfied on the season, Colin, with the Cleveland Browns? Obviously, everybody wants a Super Bowl, but speaking realistically here, what would make you satisfied from the Cleveland Browns this year? Winning the wild card, to be honest. Okay. I mean, with how many injuries we had, I think wild card. Sure. Riley, how about you? Either making the playoffs or winning a wild card. Fair enough. I, I think that's I think that's a very safe goal. I think both those are probably going to happen. but Or, well, maybe not the wild card, but I think we'll probably make the playoffs. Those are all attainable goals, and I, I think that's kind of where we have to be right now. I mean, if someone would have told me we, we'd be dealing with this and not having Deshaun Watson and all this stuff and – taking Joe Flacco, who's 38 years old, off a recliner to come play for our team. You know, I'll take what I can get right now. Well, I want to find out as we wrap up here, I want to find out what's going on with you guys. Riley, we'll start with you. You've wrapped up cross-country season, obviously, a few months ago. What's What do you have coming up here in the uh, winter and the spring? Uh, I got track coming up in the spring, so I've just been training for that. Very nice. How's school going? Pretty good. Good. Enjoying it. When do you guys uh, wrap up for the uh, Christmas season? Uh, I think in like two weeks. 15, two weeks. I think my teacher said like 15 days or something. Oh, they're not yeah. counting it down or anything, right? They, they count all those days down, don't they? Those teachers get so excited for those days at the yeah. end of the year. Colin, how about you? What's what's going on with you? What 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 activities you got going right now athletically? You fit, I know you. I saw you had the opportunity to watch you play a lacrosse game at uh, the Hall of Fame Village, which was super exciting, very fun, but uh, – what do you have this winter and as well as in the spring? Yeah, I just wrapped up fall lacrosse. Um, I have some I have a little bit of winter training and practices, but then I got basketball and I mean that's about it. Very just, cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. I guess last question. 
Christmas is around the corner and I know you've made your lists. Give me the top thing you're looking for for Christmas. Colin, we'll start with you. Um, I, I asked for a TV, so I want that. Okay. Main thing. TV. What you, what are you looking at? Like a six inch TV? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Six inch. Definitely. Six inch TV. Um, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Very cool. Riley, how about you? I know you have to make your list out, but what uh what's your top top thing you're looking for for Christmas? Oh, I get clothes, I guess. I don't know. I've really thought about it. Clothes. Well, socks and underwear is what you're getting. Sweet. <laughs> make sure I tell Santa. That's awesome. And my guitar. Oh, a guitar, yes. You want to be uh we'll be like slash. Yeah, yes, I'm gonna be like Slash. Or, so I'm gonna be. I'm the up and coming Zach Bryan. There you go. I like it. I like it. Well, gentlemen, thank you for the time. Great sports talk. We'll. Uh, I think we'll try to see if we could do this here again at the end of December. A couple more Browns games under the belt. Like to talk a lot of Cavs. See what goes on with Ohio State and uh, obviously the Indians hired uh, the Indians. The Guardians hired a manager, but uh, we'll we'll save that for the spring to talk about them. So, if I. Uh, I'll talk to you in a few weeks. Work hard at school, and hopefully you don't have any snow days. That's what I'm hoping for. I want some. Oh, uh, yeah. They had some today on the east side, so, yeah, hopefully not. So we'll see. Colin, thank you. Riley, thank you. We'll talk soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out and about northeast Ohio, spending our hard-earned dollars filling our bodies with probably a bunch of food and drink we shouldn't be that's okay we're enjoying it so this past couple weeks i not only celebrated thanksgiving but i also had a birthday so a couple friends took me out wait a minute you had a birthday i did yeah how did i not know about this it wasn't announced it went unannounced it went facebook gets a an app an epic fail on that one happy birthday Well, thank you, sir. Yes. So it went around the area to a couple different places, a couple places I'd like to hi- highlight. Los Cantronodos, a Mexican place in uh, Medina. Gesundheit. Also, uh, what's that? I said Gesundheit. Gesundheit, thank you. Um, Romeo's OT. <laughs> Spent some time there. Saw an old Padua friend there, which was very, and actually another friend that I haven't seen in a long time, so that was kind of cool. I uh, went to Planted Flag, spent some time with uh, Mr. Wirtz. And then I also, uh, with my work through Cool Beans, they had, which is a very cool festival, it's the weekend after, or weekend before Thanksgiving, where they have the, the lighting of the tree. And so they oh, yeah. have, as part of that, a bunch of different activities for the kids and all that. So they actually had a Christmas tent that I worked in and sold a bunch of different merchandise for uh, Cool Beans. And obviously... I always try to take in everything as I can and just kind of be a fly in the wall. They had fireworks and all this stuff. So there was a gentleman there who was the toy soldier for the Nutcracker. Just oh, yeah. That, which was really cool. So large, very large man. I bet you he was about six, eight or six, nine. And then with the suit on and the hat, he was probably like seven foot tall. It was very cool. He danced around and took pictures and all that stuff. Well, here's the part that I thought was interesting. No fault to him. But I don't know if this is a TikTok thing or a YouTube thing or what, but everybody would hand over their small infant child to this person. 
and he would hold him up in the air like the Lion King. Yes. It was unbelievable. I, I'm just standing there with a couple different people, and one of the people I was working with just looked and said, would you hand over your small child to that person? I said, I don't know if I'd be doing that. So yeah. it was kind of it was kind of cool. No, it was a very cool experience. Obviously, pictures with Santa. We did have an epic fail. It Uh-oh. was no one's fault. Frosty the snowman <laughs> was walking around. <laughs> Can't even say without laughing. Was walking around. He missed a curb and oh, fell, no. <laughs> fell down and his head <laughs> fell off. Oh! How did that go over with the uh, youngsters? Well, it did go over well. Santa's helpers were not happy. They came into the tent I was working and had some different things to say that I can't say on this podcast. So uh-huh. it, was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, was Frosty injured? I don't think so. Okay. No, just not physically, but emotionally, yes. Emotionally, sure. Never the same after that. I'll be taking in Quinn's Kitchen later this week in Bay Village. Looking forward to going there. And uh, I'll be doing my a, a couple shifts at Cool Beans this coming weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, that's that's my out and about. How wow. about how about yourself, sir? Well, I had an amazing experience. I don't know that you. I don't know if you've experienced this, but we were given uh, tickets for the Monsters game a week ago. For, uh, what, four, five days ago, the Monsters game on Friday, they were uh, tickets to the Huntington Club level. Mm. In the Huntington Club level? I have, it's nice. And it's, you, you know, there's it's like a box and there's four seats. Yes. So we were given the four seats. Now, for the Monsters game, because I think they don't draw as many people as the Cavs, there's no buffet. Right. Kind of disappointing, but what are you going to yes. do? You still got great yep. seats. Yep. And these seats, the only thing they don't do is recline. Everything else, it's like being in a in a movie theater. Yeah. So it's, awesome. it's got the little curtain there. You know, it's it's pretty cool. So uh, uh, the boys and I uh, went and saw a great monsters game, one to one after three periods. Played the overtime. The Monsters even had a penalty they had to kill. And then the Monsters won it in a shootout. Wow, that's fun. And they had thirteen, more than 13,000 people there. It was the biggest crowd they've had since the 18-19 season. That's awesome. So, yeah, they've been drawing very well. And they're actually playing extremely well as well. Yep. So that's cool. So Very cool. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, Great so that's experience. my uh, out and about. We had, uh, so, you know, you ordered, just order uh, food from the concession stand, which is always good and fun. But that that experience, and uh, if it, this is, this is how I'll explain it. I texted my wife a picture of us and a picture of our view. And she texted back, hate you. <laughs> it's always nice. And by the way, happy anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Ted, thanks for being out and about. Great stories. And if you can be out there out and about, ladies and gentlemen, please do support your local businesses, restaurants, and bars. And maybe we'll see you out and about at one point in time. We are joined by John Ryan, our favorite data scientist, as he's told me to call him, because some of the other words I can't (laughs) say today. 
John is with the predictiveplaybook.com and he's going to join us today to talk more about sports betting, give us a pick, and then also kind of give us some information on doing some safe betting. First of all, John, congrats on your Monday night prediction. You had the Chicago Bears over the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not going to lie. That was a really tough, tough game to watch. I mean, that was that took the NFL back, I think, a couple years. The over-under on that game was 46, and I think they could play that game twice, John, and I still don't think they would get to 46 points. Yeah, that was uh, brutal. Uh, I, I actually decided I was going to watch paint dry and then check in every once in a while to see what the score was. Uh, but no kidding aside, uh, you know, some of these games, uh, you know, no offense to Iowa, but they've played some very low scoring games this year. And if you don't, if you like scoring and you like the SEC style of football or how the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs played uh, on Sunday, then last night was uh, the worst movie you could have ever picked to go see. <laughs> That's terrible. That, that was I mean, just... dreadful. Yeah, the reviews dreadful. were not good on that movie. Here's a funny one, John, and I always like to get up to speed when I talk to you because I want to sound somewhat intelligent. The <laughs> unders this year on Monday Night Football is are 13 and one. Wow. And, then, and since and Ted, this is an interesting one too. Since 2019, games on Monday Night Football have gone under at a rate of 58 and 28 and one. That is that see, I would think that that would be a stat for Thursday night because of the shorter amount of time normally monday night you have longer to prepare you have another day to to heal up and whatnot that's 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 fascinating i'd be interested to hear john's thoughts on yeah that. well number one it, it is very fascinating number two is statistically speaking and this involves uh, my experience in wall street days if you have crude oil go down 11 days in a row it doesn't mean that you go out and buy because it it's due to pop back up you know, you can have markets that are oversold and comparing that term to sports betting, we're oversold now, uh, certainly on the under because it's come up so many times. The over is oversold, so to speak. But resist the temptation to think that, OK, here in week uh, 13, we're just going to bet every game over because it's due. It's not. Uh, the over might go 50 percent the rest of the year, and that win percentage is going to come down uh, quite a bit. Uh, because of the small sample size, it is 11 and one. That is a fact. Uh, but is it going to be uh, 22 and two? Probably not. Uh, so that that is a dangerous situation to think that you're going to bet the over on Monday night just because it's due. And maybe the over this Monday night does go over, but it's not because the under was 11 and one. Yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. You got to look at the two teams that are playing and the matchups and all that stuff. That's all part of it as well. And you all put that in your analytics. Uh, one thing that I'll ask, and I know certainly for someone like Ted that has not done a lot of betting and they're getting started, obviously we talked about safe betting. You know, you look at all these different games. If you're talking about NCAA football, NFL, you're talking about NBA basketball, even hockey, John, which is all the different sports that you do. Is there an advantage of trying to maybe bet a side as opposed to a total or would it be better to bet a total? What, what's your thought process on that? Or is it just dependent on the teams playing? I, I think it depends on the teams playing. Um, you're looking for value in the marketplace, whether it be a total uh, or a side. Again, akin to the Wall Street 
uh, days. You know, you're looking for a stock in technology sector. You're also looking to, to buy a stock in the industrial sector or oil um, refinery sector, something like that. Uh, so the betting totals and sides, I view more as a diversification of the risk uh, instead of just betting sides or just betting totals. Uh, because you're going you're gonna to win some, you're going to lose some. But overall, does the whole ball of wax make sense in the portfolio? So that, that is where I approach those. And you know, my totals this year have, have gone kind of awry. They've offset a lot of the good stuff on the sides. But in any given season, you just don't know which is going to do better. It's the composite that matters. Uh, the same with uh, college basketball and NBA. Every year, they uh, people new people will ask me, well, which one do you do better in? I'll do that one. Well, I don't know. Uh, nobody knows. Uh, in any given year, the NBA, uh, the last couple of years, has been spectacular. You know, when over at Sports Memo Wager, thought I was back-to-back -back champion, humbly stated, uh, 65% against the spread. Do I think I'm going to do that again this year? Possibly. Maybe not. Uh, higher than that? Probably not, being honest and sincere. Uh, but it's the whole portfolio of basketball games that matter. It's not the fact that I went 70% in college and 52 in NBA, so avoid NBA because I stunk at it. You know, you just you just don't know. It's the the whole portfolio is what matters. Hey, John, I understand you were uh, recently uh, had a radio interview. What, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Are you referring to the one with the um, Sable brothers? I believe so. Yes, you're there. The you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but Scott Sable is a local celebrity here in Cleveland, and he is the like you are the official uh, gambler of uh, of uh, two middle aged men in Cleveland. He is the official weather forecaster for two middle aged men in Cleveland, and we periodically will have him on, and we'll arbitrarily pick cities across the world, and. Amazingly, he gives us forecasts for them. But so anyhow, you 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 had a chance to to join them, I understand. Yeah, that might be a good reason why both those guys are on uh, your Fox affiliate in Cleveland too. I would think. Yeah, uh, but it's it, I never thought of that. Like the uh, the cities are the teams in the NFL, and he's given the pronostication for what's going to happen there. I mean, it's it's probably very similar um, approach. That, that's pretty cool. But yeah, that show was great. Uh, they couldn't have been uh, uh, better hosts, much like yourselves. And you guys had a lot to do with getting me in, on that show, which I thank you very much for doing that for me. Uh, gave me an opportunity uh, to talk about my cancer trek, which involved multiple myeloma 23 years ago, uh, where I was told I was in stage four and had no more than 12 months to live and get your affairs in order. And uh, you know, my oldest uh, at the time was five years old. And I realized oh. that, wow, I'm not going to see my kids go to kindergarten. Well, now I'm blessed because I'm proud to say I'm going to be a grandfather come February and everybody's doing great. And I'm actually here able to witness it, you know, and watch it and and see what the uh, the kids are doing with their lives. Nothing in this world could mean more to me than that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's really cool. I'm sorry, Ted. Go ahead. No, I did that. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much more that needs to be no, said. You, don't, you can't say any more to that. John, you also had the opportunity for another interview. This was a national interview, I believe, with a radio station from Texas. Is that correct? Yeah, I think they're uh, regional. Um, but yeah, that just happened uh, about an hour ago. And that was that was very good, too. Um, 
That was um, that show occurred because of my affiliation with the Pointsville Baseball uh, Show, which is a Twitter space uh, type of show that occurs every Friday during the baseball season. And a really great bunch of guys. The Pointsville app is definitely something you want to download. And I've gotten to know those those guys and founders, and they're just completing their first round of angel money, which is kind of exciting for them. And uh, just a great crew. Uh, conversations like much like we're having where nobody interrupts somebody and nobody's calling anybody an idiot and you're allowed to speak your mind and and not feel like you're going to be judged uh for whatever it is that you say uh but it it's just a, a tremendous show and they were nice enough to invite me on because one of the participants on pointsville um is a, a radio show host down in in the houston area and it extends all the way out to lubbock texas uh, so that that was a blast too, and it was much a conversation like we're having now. It was just kind of like get to know John Ryan, and for me to get to know them, and it was awesome. Now, John, I understand, and you know this is disappointing to even have to talk about, but understand that uh, there's some selling of your picks going on, essentially, uh, for lack of a better term, stealing your product. <laughs> Can you? Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think we need to, uh, you know, this needs to, we, we, we need to make sure that uh, people understand what they can and can't do with uh, your product. Yeah, it, it, it's it's sad to, to say, uh, like, uh, you guys know, I don't have time to uh, be a watchdog of my work, but I'm blessed to have some great clients who are my watchdogs. So that is the, the positive twist to this whole thing. So, um, one of our, you know, loyal multi-year, if not a decade-long subscriber, just happened to see my picks from, I believe it was Sunday. It was Sunday. And um, literally, you know, it was uh, one of those moments where like, wow, this, this is not right. And uh, took a screenshot of it and sent it to me. So we're, we're delving in to see which one of these people uh, it had to be a subscriber, right? Because that's the only way they would have gotten the exact screenshot that was sent to me. And, uh, you know, just let them know that they can't be doing this because I work way too hard, in my opinion, for people to then benefit off of my work. Like, if you buy one of my picks and, um, you know, Ken buys it, and then he, he hey, Ted, you know, John's got a 10-unit play on XYZ. That's cool. There's no problem with that. It's when you take it and exploit it for your own benefit that I have a problem with. And I think just about anybody with any little bit of character would agree. So we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it, but it's not the, um, certainly not the end of the world. And it's, you know what, it's not going to be the last time that somebody's going to do it. Un unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about a pick that uh, you're generous enough to provide for us. How about this week's uh, play, your uh, pre predictive playbook play of the week for, uh, wait a minute. The official <laughs> middle-aged men in Cleveland predictive playbook play of the week. That just rolls right off the tongue. You could say much well, better than I. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the prognostication um, just yes. again. <laughs> Can't talk today, uh, John. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if I can do college football, that would be awesome because I do have Absolutely. one here that'll be yep. – um, this this actually is an eight unit right now. I haven't done enough research yet to see if it's going to be elevated to those 10. Uh, but it's in this big weekend on Saturday. And I'll tell you what, guys, I would not want to be on that college football playoff committee Sunday night. Uh, 
Well, maybe for you know half a million, I'd probably go <laughs> make a decision. That's a good price. We'll we'll put your name but, down, John. But in all seriousness, they they are going to have some uh, decisions to make if Alabama beats Georgia. Uh, I think both of them deserve to be in. That leaves two spots. Now next year there's going to be twelve teams, so the difficulty of identifying ten, eleven, twelve. And the first three outs, so to speak, is not going to be nearly as challenging as, as this uh, you know, Sunday could be. And I believe that is when they make the decision on Sunday at some point in time after all the games are over. Uh, you would think that Michigan beats Iowa, but the dog in the conference championship game in the Big Ten actually covers at 58%. Uh, it's even higher when it's been a dog of 20 or more points. So that's not a lock. There is no such thing. Um, college football sees a lot of 20-point dogs and higher actually win the game every single year. And granted, Iowa has a very challenged offense. Boy, do they have a defense, and that may be enough to offset the Michigan uh, offensive uh, power that they've been showing. And we could have a real slugfest and end up being a single-digit win by Michigan. Uh, so don't automatically think that that is a win. And if, if Iowa would do that, I guess there wouldn't be any representative in the college football playoff no, based on no, you know, right. my, my theories. So we go to the big 12, Texas is probably going to roll over Texas tech. Problem with them is they got the two pack 12 teams, Washington and Oregon ranked higher. So somebody has to win that game. So Texas will jump over one, but will they be able to jump over both? I don't think they can jump over both. And then that would leave them out. Florida State plays Louisville. Uh, Jordan Travis is out, as we all know. But this team is not just one player. It is a complete team across the board. And nobody talks about their defense, which, according to my metrics, ranks eighth nationally, right up there with the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world. So I think Florida State wins. They go undefeated. And how in the world can you keep an undefeated champion from a Power Five conference out of it? You can't. So there you have three already. And uh, the, the Pac-12 uh, winner would be the fourth. But then what happens with Texas? You know, they lose one game to Oklahoma and big rivalry game, as we know, and they're left out. So there's going to be people that are going to be disappointed and, and there's going to be people that are going to be elated. Um, and there's going to be conjecture about it not being fair. But it ends this year and move on. We get 12 teams next year. So my bet for the week. Sorry, I talk so much. Is in oh, the this is great information, John. It's it's great to hear from other people, to be honest with you, because we hear, you know, sports radio in this town, but it's nice to get someone else's thought process on this. We appreciate the info. I, I, I try my best. <laughs> but in uh, number eight, Alabama is taking on number one, Georgia, line six, uh, 54 and a half point total. Now, you guys are familiar with my algorithms. This one's you have to follow a little bit closer. I'm sure you're going to understand it. It's just worded differently. It uses different parameters. Um, but we end up with a subset that has gone 9 and 0. So here we go. Uh, this one has gone 21 and 9 with one push, taking the over in a championship, conference championship game. That's 70% winning bet since 2006. The requirements are as follows. First of all, of course, bet the over in a conference championship game. The total in the game, which is 54 and a half, exceeds the average of both teams' points allowed by at least 20. So you got three touchdowns. 
that the total is higher than the defenses have allowed. So you wonder, like, why is that? If the defenses allow uh, 33.7 points, then why isn't the total like 38 or 32? It's 54 and a half, which is a lot higher than the, what those teams normally allow. So uh, Georgia and Alabama ranked first and second in the SEC, 15.8 and 17.9 points per game allowed, respectively. Their um, defenses obviously combined for 33.7, and that's 20.8 points higher or lower, I'm sorry, than the 54.5 point total. Um, and I think this might even get even juicier because the under may get some steam from the public betting because what do they think about? And I'm not saying they're dumb, but what is human nature? Oh, Georgia defense. It's the first thing you think of, Georgia's defense. Alabama, good on offense, but the defense again. So I do think the trend is going to be going lower. So at 20.8, it's easy to think that this will go through that requirement. But the under, I'm sorry, the over uh, in games, the over is 10 and 3 if the point differential is 19 or fewer points. So even if it crashes through that first requirement, the record of the over winning becomes even better. And if it goes down, honestly, you're getting a better price, right? So I think this is going to be one of those uh, closely fought games and a, a lot of answers, a lot of lead changes, answer backs. The first half could be uh, certainly less than 27 and a half points, which I believe is where the first half total is. So if, if it is a, like a... Um, say a 14 to 10 game, 13 to 10, 13, six. That's where I would really jump on the, the total uh, playing the over on the in-game line. So uh, I think a good strategy would be like 60% of your normal bet size pre-flop on the total, betting the over, and then look for the game to start out slower. But the, what happens in these games is that the defenses get worn out. We saw it in the Kansas City Chiefs-Eagles game on Sunday. Uh, where that game looked like it was going to go over quite easily. And granted, overtime allowed 10 more points. But all of a sudden, the defenses started getting gassed because the offenses were so efficient. And I think that's what you're going to see here in this game, too. So I'm expecting a high-scoring game. And don't even ask me who I think is going to win. <laughs> As they say, I've been hearing from many different people that I have the chance to listen to. And I think you've said this before. At this point in time, you don't care who wins. You just want to see him score points. That's what you want to see in that game, John. Well, John, That's we it. appreciate the time. Obviously, a uh, couple quick things for you. Um, tell us where people could find your plays. And then I believe you're running a special right now as well from now until the end of the year. Yeah, and this is something I try to do every year. It's kind of like a Christmas present, uh, even though you're paying me money for the research and stuff. But it's essentially 75% off. It's $100 starting today, covering you through December 31st for all the college football uh, bowl games and all the NFL action, NBAs, heating up college basketball and the NHL. Uh, so you can get a test drive for just 100 bucks for basically five weeks, a little bit more than that, and uh, see what you think. It's the, it's the research that really matters uh, versus the win-loss. Of course, ATS records matter, and you're not going to renew in January if I've lost you money in December. But bowl games have been very kind to me over the years, and the NBA, too. Uh, NFL um, had a rough week this past week, uh, but we were on a 14-4 and run going into that week. You know, it, things go up, things go down, but at the end of the season, 
uh, we, we expect to be profitable. And that's, that's really what matters. I think I told you guys that anybody can go 10 and 0 against the spread in a short term uh, period of time. But if you took a coin and flipped it, it's easy to go heads 10 in a row. But to do it a thousand times and hit 60% heads is a billion times more difficult to do than the 10 and 0 streak. And over at a site called sportscapping.com, I'm actually documented, humbly uh, stated, at 58% in the college and NBA basketball combined. And that's over 1,100 premium picks spanning more than six years. So I'd like to think that that means something. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're going to make any money at all with me the month of December. But if you give it a try, hopefully the worst thing that happens is the, the $100 that you paid for the research. And I promise you the research will be 10 times, 100 times more, more valuable to you in the future uh, than had you not done it. Absolutely. John, once again, thanks for your pick. We look forward to the games this weekend. I'll be putting my money on the over in the Alabama-Georgia game. I look forward to watching that contest. And uh, once again, appreciate all your insight, information, your hard work, and spending time with us. And uh, we look forward to talking to you a couple of weeks, which I can't believe will be right before Christmas. Unbelievable. That's uh, crazy. It is. That's thanks crazy. for having me on. I love this show, and I love you guys. And uh, you know, may all the wins be yours. Ted, we have some good news. An oh. Illinois lottery winner says he has a store clerk to thank. 60-year-old Michael Sopitz's jaw. Sopitz's jaw. I like that name. Asked the retailer for a ticket for 10 draws, but he accidentally printed out a ticket with 10 lines for one draw. He uh -huh. said he still wanted the ticket. Good thing he did. It hit for twenty five grand a year for life. Wow! What a nice mistake. That's, That's a huge bonus. Why don't we and, have those mistakes? And how much of that did he share with the clerk? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Doesn't empty say. Bowl, probably. I would say yeah. hopefully something. I don't know. I know the store gets something usually for yeah. for selling a lottery winner like that, but huh. yeah, maybe something personally. Okay. So you think this guy uh, with the 25 grand a year for life can afford a bowel in his name now? <laughs> the calendar is about to turn to the final month of 2023. Oh, that, that's terrible to say. But uh, that means that Jen Brazdovich from Destination Cleveland is with us. And uh, Jen, first of all, did you cook Thanksgiving dinner this year? I enjoyed Thanksgiving dinner. I cooked a post-Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday. And what was the menu? Uh, we had Italian. I ordered from Gallucci's because okay. that's oh, my gosh, so. dinner. <laughs> and then you yes. turned around and told the guests that it was made from scratch, right? I, I ordered from Gallucci's. I made the appetizers. So that oh, what was the appetizer? Uh, I made some bruschetta. I made some uh, Italian wedding soup, some cheese okay. and crackers on a platter. So I, I let Gallucci's handle the heavy lifting. Though. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, uh, congratulations and uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. But now we're on to uh, uh, the big month, uh, December. We're going to go out with a bang here, I guess. And uh what do we have uh, to do here in Cleveland? There's always lots to do. I know there's 
tobogganing, lights. Tell us, tell us what all we can do here at the end of the year. I feel like we were just talking about what to do in January, and now here we are <laughs> talking about what to do in the month of December. Um, but of course, nobody does Christmas like Cleveland. I say it every year, and every year it proves to be true. So um, downtown, they've lit the tree up. So if you're down there, you can check out the holiday lights. And over on the west side, it's going to be a winter wonderland. Uh, I mean, it's a winter wonderland this week anyway because of the snowstorm we had. But it'll be a, a beautiful winter wonderland on the west side as Light Up Lakewood returns for its 17th year this year. Um, so this is happening Saturday, December 2nd, right down in downtown Lakewood. So it's an outdoor community festival. Of course, tons of holiday cheer in downtown Lakewood there, but there's a parade, a tree lighting, there's a holiday market so you can get a start on your Christmas shopping, some live music, ice carving demonstrations, plenty of local food and drink. Um, for those over 21 who are celebrating, there's a beer garden and then there'll be some food trucks set up. And of course that all culminates with the tree lighting over in downtown Lakewood. So if you missed the tree lighting downtown, you still have a chance to see a, a tree lighting on the west side here this Saturday. Um, if you're looking for a unique holiday outing, I've got an idea for you guys. The Cleveland Orchestra is performing Elf in concert. Believe it or not, it has been 20 years since the movie Elf came out, which makes me feel very old, but uh, that's all right. We'll 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 just keep celebrating the, the holiday classic here. So the movie is going to be shown on a big screen and the orchestra will be playing along with the accompanying music. So um, it'll be a really cool experience. You'll get to watch the movie, but hear the music live. That's happening December 19th and 20th. Tickets start at $70. So it is the perfect early holiday gift for the Christmas movie lover in your life. And of course, it is not the holidays without a stop at a Christmas story house over in Tremont. So for the Christmas movie lover in your life, stop over in Tremont and then head to see Elf with the Cleveland Orchestra. And for those looking for some non-holiday themed fun, maybe you've already just had enough. Maybe you know, you're a bit of a Grinch when it comes to the holiday season. Um, you're also in Lux because in addition to the Cavaliers, the Monsters and the Brown seasons continuing here in Cleveland, the inaugural Pickle in the Land Pickleball Tournament will be taking place at Huntington Convention Center in just a few weeks. So this is uh, starting December 15th and it goes through the 17th. So there's expected to be over 1000 athletes participating in this. All skill levels are welcome. So if you are a pickleball player and maybe you're just playing in your neighborhood pickleball league, or if it's something you're trying to get into, um, this is the perfect opportunity for you. You can participate or you can watch the games. Um, there's $25,000 in prize money that participants will be competing for. So some high stakes here. And like I said, if it's something that you just play in your neighborhood league or you're trying to get into, there are going to be professional players on hand. They'll be competing in the pro division, and then they'll be offering clinic opportunities throughout the weekend. So a really cool experience over there. That's being hosted by our friends at the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission. They're putting together a great event over there. And pickleball is like one of the fastest growing sports in, in the country right now. And it is definitely having its moment here in Cleveland. So a really cool celebration of pickleball pickle in the land over at the convention center, December 15th through 17th. That's super exciting. It is I actually for my daughter's birthday, I ended up getting her a pickleball racket because actually in many areas in Cleveland, there's courts and you've actually got to get there early because they get filled up pretty quick as days like today, like you talked about plenty of availability because no one wants to play in the snow, but uh, Jen, as you mentioned, a lot of activities going on, but as always, I have to ask you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Christmas tree on Public Square and the lights and all that stuff. But if I'm downtown, are there other restaurants or bars or anything like that you recommend that I stop by before I uh, 
stare at the lights? Ken, I'm going to get you in the holiday spirit. You have no shortage of options this year. We've got a few Christmas pop-up bars that are happening in downtown Cleveland. So at Xmas Bar, which is over in the Flats East Bank, they have themed cocktails, special, specialty shots, gourmet hot drinks, um, a little bit of a menu there. So that's down in the Flats. And then at Jack Casino, the casino has actually transformed its third floor into a holiday pop-up bar called Slay. This is the third year for it. And it has a giant sleigh full of retro holiday toys. So it'll kind of get you in the vintage holiday spirit over there. A life-size snowman made out of Rice Krispie treats. Um, and of course, lots of tasty drinks over there. And then right down the street on East 4th Street, Society Lounge has become miracle on East 4th Street for the holiday season. So, you know, even if you're the grouchiest Grinch out there, they're going to get you in the holiday spirit because they have kitschy holiday decor, some vintage holiday decor there, craft cocktails that are served in themed glassware and mugs. It's really cool. I went there last year and it will definitely get you in the holiday spirit. And if all of that is not enough, head over to Ohio City. Great Lakes has their secret cellar Christmas bar back open this year. It is not the holiday season until you have had a Great Lakes Christmas ale complete with that cinnamon rim, the the honey and the sugar and the cinnamon. Oh, it's perfect. And so you can get your holiday Christmas ale fix over there at the Secret Cellar Christmas Bar at Great Lakes Brewing Company. So lots of ways to keep the festivities going throughout the season. Of course, Cleveland offers fun, whether it's snowing or it's sunny. So a lot of options for you and your visiting friends and family this holiday season. What about ringing in 2024 in Cleveland? Oh, we're going to have a whole variety of options. If you guys call me back in January or at the end of December, I'm going to have tons of options for you. Okay. But of course, we'll have um, fireworks galore all across downtown Cleveland. We'll have all sorts of fun happening. And, uh, you know, we don't need an excuse to party here in Cleveland, but we'll take one anyway. So New Year's is a good excuse. Now, oh, have you already that. made plans for ringing in the new year, Jeff? Um, I have not made my plans yet. So as I am doing some diligent research for you guys, I'll be sure to come up with some okay. ideas. Hey, maybe we can all ring in the new year together this year. Ken, uh, have you made plans for ringing in the new year? I will make plans with Jen, but Ted, I am not ringing in the new year with you. I'll be honest uh, with well, you. I'd rather yes. not. Do you know what I'll be doing uh, at the stroke of midnight on uh, New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day? I have a basic idea. It has something to do with your eyelids, but go ahead. I'll be studying the backs of them. Oh, fair, yes. fair enough. As Jen, I always say question. to my wife, if I'm going to take a nap, I'd tell her I'm going to go study for a while. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like that one. I'll use All that right, one. Jen. Merry Quick question, oh. though. And obviously looking forward to talking to you in December as well for obviously things in January or February. But... Just a quick preview. Any special events for 2024 that we should circle? Oh, do we ever in Cleveland in 2024? I don't know if you guys have heard Travel and Leisure actually just named us to their 50, be 50 best places to travel in 2024. Um, so that is a huge honor for Cleveland. And it's because we have so many great events happening here next year. So it's all going to kick off with the Women's Final Four. That's here um, April 5th through 7th. On Monday, April 8th, right after the Women's Final Four wraps up, we've got a little thing called the Total Solar Eclipse that will come through Northeast Ohio. So that's expected to be huge. Um, we've got the Pan American Masters Games that are going to be another huge event and um, just all sorts of great sporting events happening next year. Of course, um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions will return next year. Those are expected to be in the fall. So all sorts of huge stuff happening here in Cleveland next year. But as you're planning your calendar for next year, there's going to be plenty of options. You're not going to have to leave Cleveland because we're going to have everything that you need right here. 
I can leave us with one thing. I would say New York may be the Big Apple, but Cleveland is the plum. <laughs> Cleveland is the place to be in 2024, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, guys. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. All right, Ken, uh, it's uh, that time again. Uh, here we go. A new study says the taking of selfies can pose a public health problem. Oh, interesting. <laughs> University of South Wales has been studying that data since 2011. So they, well, I think, I don't think they've been studying it since then. I think they no. took data from then and from studied that, it yeah. recently. That'd be a heck of a study. But uh, yes. research identified falls from heights due to selfie taking as the most common cause of injury and death. Okay. Yeah. When taking selfies? Yes. Or just in general? Well, yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. A Florida man is behind bars for attacking another man with a leaf blower. Oh, boy. The victim was driving and says he was adjusting his GPS when his work truck hit a trailer attached to a truck, which then hit the parked car or hit a parked car. The car owner ran out of his house with a leaf blower apparently slamming it on the truck's hood and then hitting the driver. What I want to know is, you know, if you're going to go after the guy with the leaf blower, why don't you just turn it on? You ever see those videos where you stand in front of the leaf blower and it, it, the, the person's hair and everything goes all crazy? Yeah. That, to me, would be a more effective use oh of Oh, my it. gosh, absolutely. Yeah, you're not going to try to whack them with it. Right. Whack them all. Four men from England are facing charges for stealing a toilet. This oh, is boy. not just any toilet. This is an 18-carat gold toilet valued at more than $6 million bucks. The toilet is a piece of art intended to be uh, satire about excessive wealth. It was stolen from Blenheim Palace. The toilet has yet to turn up. Oh, boy. Apparently, it's down the crapper. Cops in New York have arrested an accused robber based on his underwear. Oh, wow. A robbery uh, about a year ago at a tobacco shop in Queens involved three men. One was wearing <clears throat> low-riding pants <laughs> with brightly colored underwear. Oh, boy. The undies had a large letter R in white and the year 1990 in yellow. An anonymous tipster passed along an Instagram account of the possible suspect wearing the colorful underwear. <laughs> the tip included a suspected location where the bad guys apparently sold their stolen stuff. Video footage showed the unmistakable underwear and a 30-year-old man has been arrested. Wow. Moral of the story, if you're going to steal something, pull your pants up. Pull your pants up or just wear normal underwear. Yes, right. Tidy whities are better in that situation. 
Uh, in sports, golfer Rory McIlroy was playing at the World Tour Championship in Dubai. His tee shot on the 13th hole somehow landed in the lap of a female spectator laying on the grass near the green. McElroy called for a referee who told him he could play the spot right underneath her. So the woman got up, handed McElroy the ball. He wound up playing it there and made a bogey on the hole. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. I like Rory. Yeah. Seems like a pretty decent guy. I wonder if that would could bring about some bodily injury if uh, she'd have had to sit there, you know. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. that would not be good. No. Not be good. All right. Well, I'm Ted Klopp. That's news to me. Blah, blah, blah. 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 Our guest today, I'm going to wear this joke out, Ken. Our guest today is simply amazing. He's a mentalist. Uh, he's been on several television shows. He had his own show at one point, and he makes predictions. And generally speaking, one of the best known tricks he has is when he performs, they hide his performance piece somewhere in the audience. And if he doesn't find it through his ability, he doesn't get paid. Wow. We're going to talk to him about that and a lot more. Our guest today, let's talk with the amazing Kreskin. Ted and Ken, how long have you worked together? Well, we've known each other for about 30 years. Yep. And we've, uh, we've worked together. Yeah, we went to, what, we're in school around the same time. And then we actually worked at a TV station together. That's kind of how we really got to know each other. And then we just continue our friendship. And then we've been doing this podcast for, oh my gosh, now, Ted, is this three, what, three years? Three plus years. Yeah. yeah since COVID. How many years? How many? Three, uh, more than three. God, God, you, you seem like you've, you've weathered it well. You've uh, handled it very well. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, uh, and since they can't erase this, folks, I can comment that I'm quite surprised in meeting them that they're both sober. But it's anyway, <laughs> you know, you know, I got to say something. If we can't, in this day and age, and I, I say this uh, all over the world, we can't laugh at ourselves. We're in trouble. That's true. That's you true. Agree. Well, I mean, who would have ever dreamt? Who would have ever, even I, with all the predictions I've made through the years, uh, would never have dreamt that uh, we would reach the point that perf public performers, especially comedians, have vowed they would never work in a public university again. And of course, as you know, the reason why, because many of the universities now have a rule that to perform for them, you must supply your entire script. Yeah. And, and as, as, as comedians and, and say, Creston, ad-libbing is one of our art forms. We'll never work in that place again. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Other than, unbelievable. Other than, that, other than that, things are good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, our guest is uh, simply amazing. The amazing Creston. He's my first name. What's that? You've used my first name. Uh, amazing, yes. How are you, amazing? I, uh, <laughs> I I looked up Johnny Carson, and he's he addressed you. He said, "How you doing, amazing?" So I'm quoting Johnny Carson when I say, "How well, are you, amazing?" I no, know you're 
you're celebrating, about to celebrate your 89th birthday. Am I right 80, on that? 88, 88th birthday. 88. 88th. I did, I'm sorry. I apologize. Didn't mean to give you any. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I, uh, by the way, I am on uh, cloud nine because I've gotten responses not only uh, in the parts of the United States, but from all over the world. I can't believe the responses I've gotten when they found out because I kept it secret that I had some uh, uh, medical situation going. And uh, 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 finally, uh, it turned out that I, I had a decision to make. And uh, it was it was ma major surgery. And uh, this is about three weeks ago. Oh so uh, uh, the doctor said, no, you've got, because you're 88 years old, you've got to see some other advisors. And the first doctor we went to, prominent physician, said, no, no. You're, you're too on in years. There could be disaster during the surgery. So we went to another one. And he said, go, go ahead with it. The second said the same thing. The third, I'm not sure that they were working for you folks because of your mental attitude about things like that. But <laughs> at any rate, uh, all seriousness. Finally, without announcing it publicly, because I kept it confidentially, I had the surgery. And two days later, I received a memo from my surgeon, Dr. Walmsley. And this memo said, there's absolutely no signs of cancer anywhere in your system. So it was a major cure. And the the response from out, the people came from other parts of the United States just to come to my door and shake my hand. I can't, I can't believe the response, wow. but I'm, I'm on cloud nine because I still now, beginning two or three days after that, I still continue to do something I've done now for eight nine years and that is i i jog or or hike two 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 to two and a half miles every single day of my life and i've done wow. it for years other than that things are fine <laughs> <laughs> oh my lot, gosh i got a lot to be thankful for i mean yeah you met and uh and uh incidentally by the way folks i have to and they can't erase this i mean now that they heard me say this they're going to say what did, what did he say that we don't see it anymore? They can't erase this. I'm going to promise all of you folks looking in that should I be on the air in person in the room with these two gentlemen, with Ted, Ted and Ken, for all security purposes, I promise not to read their thoughts. <laughs> Please, God, no. Everybody oh, said, yeah. no. <laughs> We don't, we, they will never let us on again, to be yeah, honest with you. Mason. That'll be There's the last no show. Oh, but you know what? The interesting thing is, as I'm talking to you, I'm getting vibrations and they're uh, kind of wearisome and, and try. <laughs> <laughs> as I said, and I, and, oh, uh, I've, I've traveled the world in the, in the, uh, in the, you know, 88 years of my career performed even, even in China, uh, Japan, with an audience that did not speak English. I, I managed to put on a one one hour and 20 minute performance. So my life has make, taken me through so many adventures that they're they're now working on a documentary. Of course, uh, uh, they're, they're gonna advise, ask for the advice of people like the two of you as to what to edit out of my life so as not to make it a disgraceful <laughs> or negative thing. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. No, oh, fair enough. So many different things and so many different angles we'd like to talk to you about. Obviously, first and foremost, Ted kind of talked about it. Obviously, your appearances on on the 
obviously the Johnny Carson, the tonight show, you're on that show 61 times. Well, actually the rumor has gotten out of control now. They, they say 88 times, but it is 61 times. However, there, there were times before it where they weren't recording and I did appearances with him, but it's a interesting situation that I had with him because uh, and, and, you know, I, I did, did the Mike Douglas show, which became like a home base for me and the Merv Griffin show and on and on the experience could go. But in the case of Carson, I have to I have to tell you something that happened. One of the shows I did with him and the public doesn't know about this and people in the industry say, my God, Preston, that's a neat inside story. We never we never thought about this. We know the character, but Johnny would come on the air sometime and whoever his guest was especially if it was a gal sitting at a desk he'd play a different kind of character maybe some character they created for the for the setting of the show and what have you and um, years ago i came on his show and i had something in my hand that i wanted to show i don't even recall what it was because as i walked on the set so help me god i fell toppled over and fell flat on my face my, my head did not hit the stage or otherwise it would have changed my career. But 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 I, the, the item I had in my hand did not break. It fell out of my hands. And there I lay. And Carson jumped up from the, the, the stage. And this is the difference between television today and every, everybody in the business says to me, Crescent, it's, it's crazy. Years ago, uh, you, if something happened like that, you'd go right on with the show. Today, many of the shows, the nighttime shows have lost millions of viewers, millions of viewers, the nighttime TV shows. And now there's a problem that something happens, they do it over again. They redo the thing again. Carson flew with it. So there I lay on the stage and Carson was saying some things, mocking me and whatever have you. And I'm just looking at there and I'm not doing anything. And I'm not even looking towards him. It's going on and on. And finally, it comes to a six or seven minute point where there's a commercial break. The show goes to a break and Johnny comes over to me and says, Kreskin, thank you. You created a setting for a monologue of, of, of ad libs that I couldn't buy from. And, and I got up and went over to the desk. But that's 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 what, the way things were done years ago. If things went wrong. You lived with it. And that was the yeah. excitement of the show. But today we don't have that kind of experience going on so much. Other than that, things are good. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, folks, God forbid I ever tell topple over on a show involving two men, Ted and Ken, because oh my God, I would just have to, I would have to go through to to <laughs> holy communion to get myself out of it. <laughs> but but anyway, he he was a remarkable man because. He trusted what I he trusted what I did. He called me or he'd say something, or he had his crew say to me, "You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, there's a series going on right now, and you might want to take advantage of it." And we never discussed the the topic of what I or what I was going to do with him on the show. I would discuss what I was going to do with him, but at the same time, there was no rehearsal because it wasn't necessary. He was a spontaneous, and he was a stand-up per personality. He was used to working in front of an audience. That's the way all my, my Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin and all of them, how all those people came, because I did, you know, over a hundred shows with Merv Griffin and and uh, never had a rehearsal. 
and very talked, very, very talked about. Sometimes, uh, and of course, the audiences, the audiences were are part of the program because the great, the excitement about my work is that there is no barrier between myself and the audience. I'm really tuning in on the thoughts of my audience, and uh, sometimes things are crazy. Now, I have a, a series, uh, by the way, I'm, if I'm talking too much, you interrupt me, fellas, but I have a series uh, that's not, that's been on now. Uh, it's called the uh, What's on My Mind. It's a weekly show. It's been on for a few years now. It's on Facebook and it's on YouTube. And every week, beginning Tuesday, tonight, we did it last, we recorded last night's show. My appearance could run anywhere from 10 minutes to a half an hour. It deals with something that's controversial, something that's interesting, a book I've read, a movie I've seen. Uh, people um, uh, in, in the movie industry have sent me messages saying, got to review this movie. It's 10 years ago, but I, we'd like to see how you feel about it. So this is what uh, I think makes it interesting. I can comment on things that are going on today and give you my perspective. So let me tell you something. One of the highlights, you guys know about this, of my performance, and everybody asked me about it. You know about the check test, don't you? Are you not Say sure? that again. What's that? The check test, my check. Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. I did read, I read up on that. Yes. You would have a check in the audience, and then you would try to figure Absolutely. out where exactly in the audience it would be. What yes. I do is, in all my performances, uh, especially if they're uh, over an hour, I, uh, I I conclude the program and the audiences expect this. It doesn't matter whether it's a, a, a studio, a university or what have you. I've done it in private homes of, of celebrities. I've done it outdoors where there were thousands of people. But the bottom line is that at a certain point in my program, we gather from the audience, four people, actually five, because I, I, have, I, I have a witness too, people that I don't know, that I've not met before, unless it's an audience I'm familiar with. And they come up on stage and I hand four of them my check. I said, this is my fee, you wanna verify it's my check. With that in mind, and I've done this now, oh God, 40, 50, 50, 60 years, what have you. And it's become a legendary thing. I said, I'm gonna leave the auditorium. You're number five, you're gonna escort me from this auditorium. You gotta take me out of here somewhere where I cannot see and you can verify I cannot hear what's going on. And while I'm out of here, take my check. You can fold it if you have to. Sometimes it's in a small envelope, sometimes what have you. I say, hide it anywhere within the auditorium. Not on the four of you, you can hide it on somebody, you can hide it at some place. And sometimes like a Carnegie Hall or our various theaters in New York, or many, many parts of the world, there are gigantic theaters and there's balconies and what have you. I said, when, you, when you've hidden it, one of you come back and get me and bring me back in. So that's what, they charge, that's what they're charged to do. And universities, oh my God, I've done some universities eight and 12 times at a time because every year they want me back and say, we're gonna try to see if we can stump you. Because the bottom line is, when I return, and this is the bottom line of my test, and everybody knows that it. it's been in writing for many years. I, one or two or three or four people on the committee, I don't talk to them. I don't ask them anything. I just ask them to concentrate on what I've done. If I don't find my fee, I return my fee to one of the people who booked me there. 
and the show goes back to the people who booked me and the show is for free, absolutely for free. I have failed now 12 times and that's out of, I don't know how many thousand, I've lost 2,000, 4,000, $8,000 at some shows. But but if I fail to find my feet, that's the bottom line and it goes wow. back. So let me tell you now, because I'm one, one university, it's outdoors and uh, I'm they take me inside. Uh, two or three of them take me inside and the rooms are closed off and they say, Kreskin, we can tell them you, you don't know what's going on. When they've hidden it, I come back out. It's a university of a couple of thousand people and the committee of four that have hidden it. Lot, most of the people know where it is because they see that's the excitement of the program. And uh, I say, all right, if I don't find my fee, I forfeit it. You follow me, stand behind me, don't talk to me. Just in your mind, concentrate on where it's hidden. I walk down. There's just a long row of people all standing. It must be hundreds of people, but I guess they just, that's the way they were watching the show, what have you. And I'm walking down the row and I freeze. And I turn, I'm looking at a man that's standing there. I look at him and I said, sir, I've never asked anybody this in my career. Could you open your mouth? I said, close your mouth. I, I looked at him, I said, I apologize, I apologize. I, I, I didn't mean to offend you, please don't feel offended. Let me go back to where we started. I picked someone else on the committee. Now I'm walking slowly. You could hear a pin drop, even though it's outdoors. And as I'm walking, I suddenly freeze. And it was an incredible sensation to freeze. Something was telling me to stop. And I turn, and what in God's name am I doing? I'm looking at the same gentleman I asked to open his mouth. I looked at him, I said, sir, I've got to ask you something. I've never asked anybody this in my life. Does this have to do with the roof of your mouth? I wish there was a TV camera there at that time. We didn't have a live camera with us at that moment because I'll never forget it. He reached in his mouth, took out his upper plates and handed me my check. <laughs> if you can imagine, as I've traveled the world, especially university students, when I come back, boy, they tried, they, I mean, it's been a loaded gun of a policeman's revolver. It's been uh, just recently in, the, in, a, in, a, in a, 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 a phone on the phone, a, a phone on the wall that they had unscrewed and put the check in it. Now, let me tell you one of the most heartbreaking, upsetting incidents of my entire career. And I share with my audience my experiences because they know that this is not rigged. I don't have any Confederates. I have a very simple agreement because people have faked what I've done and what have you. Uh, they've used stooges, they've used Confederates, and so forth. I have made an agreement and I've made this public for a number of years. To anyone who can prove, I have ever in my career, ever, used paid secret assistance or hidden electronic devices, I have a simple offer. I'll pay $1 million. Nobody in show business history has ever, 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 they said, made an agreement, something like that. The agreement is safe because people who know me well enough know 
I'd be insane to, 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 to make it, but this is early in my career and what have you. Now, let me tell you what happened three weeks ago. A very unsettling experience. I was not happy with the incident in any way. And it was a private affair in New York, a private apartment. And it was all business people in the industry. A lot of them were producers, there were writers or what have you. There were maybe only one or two performers, but you wouldn't know that. But, they, but anyway, it was a it was a full room of people. I, I knew most of them. And uh, it came to the check test. And I said, well, you know, you've got a tight room here. There's 42 of you or what have you, or 44. You can hide on somebody or hide some place. Know where it is. Call me when you want me to come back in or what have you. And I was escorted out of the room. I came back. And without going into great detail, because those who are close to me know the stress that this must have created on my mind. As my secretary, who was there, will describe to you, I started walking through the room. And because there was 42 people in the room and the chairs were not that far apart and people had to move aside, I had to move through people. I went to one corner of the room and kept standing there. And finally, I turned around, so help me God, walked through, went to an opposite corner of the room and was standing there and must have done this three or four times. And I said, I don't know what the hell is going on. This is not me. And I will level with you because when I have given up, I've given up and say I'm about to give up or what have you. Because I'm walking through the room again, I said to myself, this is crazy. I feel so hot at this point, and yet something pulls me away. I come over here, and I'm, I feel so, this is, I'm thinking to myself. And I said to myself, give myself, I'll give myself four more minutes. If I fail, that's it. I forfeited my fee. <laughs> wow. Two minutes later, I'm walking through. I'm standing there about to say I forfeited my fee. What they hid, and, and was an agreement, was a, a very expensive watch of mine because my check hadn't come through. It, I wasn't worried about it not coming through, but it hadn't arrived. I said, let's use this round watch that has the lid on it, just spring it open, hide that anywhere in the room. And, and that, if I don't find it, that's that's the key. So I'm, I, I'm about to give up in two minutes there's a little box on the table. There's a lot of things on the table. Without thinking for one moment, I reached down. I swear to God, I didn't think. I pressed the lever of the thing, opened them, and there is the watch. I had found it. I had only about one minute of my own or, 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 or three minutes, and that was it. And as I said this, a man stood up in the room. I recognized him. He's the person that booked me. He said, Kreskin, I have to tell you something. I hid your actual check. I came here in time. And before the show started, I hid the check. I forgot to tell anybody and forgot to correct it. And here I was pulled between both places and could not figure out why. That was one of the most unsettling moments of my career. 
And and yet, you know, the people know the legitimacy. They all knew because they didn't even know he was doing that. Otherwise, by the way, he he had a tragedy where he's no longer alive. No, no, I'm kidding you, folks. <laughs> but can you imagine something like that? Not knowing what's going on. And in each case, I felt I was hot. And yet, wow, is so that yeah. is that so? Is it a, a temperature feeling? What 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 is it that indicates to you I'm close or I need to reach over here or that what I'm looking for is what what how do you feel? What draws you I the people have to the people have to concentrate. They have to concentrate in their mind, and it's not always easy when you have a, a large auditorium or as I will tell you in a moment, Carnegie Hall and what have you. But 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 uh, uh they have to concentrate. For example, if I have to go upstairs, they don't merely think upstairs. They they have to think, go go to the uh, door or what have you, go down. They're not saying this out loud. They're just in their mind thinking of what I need to do. I went to the door of uh, Carnegie Hall, went into a lobby, uh, went upstairs to the second level. And as you know, in these large theaters, there are people sitting at the at, at the booths because they can watch the show from overhead and they pay extra money for special seating. And there were booths all along the balcony. And I end up going to a booth and there is a cartoon scene in this book of this horrendous, horrendous experience because as I'm going through the scene, I, uh, uh, I, I find myself parting two men that are sitting together they're with their family, I guess, and I didn't want to upset them or say anything. And I said, uh, I looked over the railing and saw that the uh, wires and, and rods were attached to the booth because it was a balcony and they had booths, they had lamps on the booths that were aimed towards the stage. So what do I do, which I will never, ever do again as long as I live? I reach over the booth because I'm one story over the audience. I'm reaching over the booth and reach down and lost my balance and fell out of the belt, belt out of the booth. Under me is enough heaviness, one story down to break my neck, break my back. And don't oh. you know, as unbelievable as it is, a man sitting at the balcony swung his arm across, caught my belt, and caught me dangling, swinging through the air. Oh my! By then, security people had come down. They 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 lowered me. They they carried me and they carried me into the backstage and lay me on the floor. I said, "I've got to go back out." They said, "No, you can't." I said, "This place is sold out. I've got to go back out." Eight or two, eighteen minutes later, I finally limp, limped out and so forth. You know, and that whole theater audience, only 12 people left ahead of time. They didn't wait. So, but can you imagine that experience of my falling and him catching me? That's amazing. My life, my life, I will tell you right now, has been an adventure. The stories I can tell through my career. I can only imagine. I, I guess my question for you, amazing, and I will continue to call you that because this is probably <laughs> one of the best interviews that I've been a part of. Got, when did you finally way, realize I, I, as a person- but, but by the way, when you come out and if I'm appearing at an event in your area, 
the two of you got to be on the committee to hide my oh, chair. Oh, we okay. will. By the way, I will. I will also have. Uh, 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 I will have lawyers there to protect my integrity. No, I'm only kidding. Of course. <laughs> when did you? What? At what age did you finally realize that you had this mentalist talent that you have? Well, it was something. I'm trying. I, I'm. I'm. If I'm looking at, it's not that I'm uh, being distracted by anybody. I just wanted to find a picture to show you. But at the same time, I will tell you. I had no inspiration of a performer. The heroes in my life were people that I got to know legendarily, like Johnny Carson, Arthur Godfrey, who was one of the most powerful figures in the history of broadcasting. We don't know more how this man changed the foundation of the industry, made people talk to each other, what was going on, and so forth. But at the same time, I had no one that I saw, a comic book. A comic strip inspired me. It was a comic by Lee Falk and Phil Davis called Mandrake the Magician. And Mandrake the Magician, in my teen, my 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 preteens and what have you, was a comic in in all the newspapers. Every day was a weekly, a daily comic, and it was also a cartoon in the cartoon books and what have you where they had full stories about him. He wasn't a magician. He had hypnotic powers. And he was able to, to influence people. And he solved crimes. He solved crimes in very dramatic ways. And by the way, I have, I believe in our successes. We have to give something back for our success. And as I started performing as a magician, I was l less interested in sleight of hand and what have you, even though I, I, I've become a legend what, and what I could do with a deck of playing cards because in, I am no longer allowed to play cards anywhere in the Western world. I can't go to a table, but I, I, I used to play. And then uh, Aruba, my road manager, who's still with me, says, Kristen, I'll tell him a story. I was there. I went to a table in Aruba and I played. They, they didn't know me because I was performing in another place, the room and what have you. And I'm performing and place it started to get very quiet i wasn't paying attention because when i'm playing blackjack i talk to the dealer to the dealer or the pit man and get conversant don't pay that much attention to and finally i realized the reason i got so quiet is the entire room had shut down they were all standing behind me watching and uh it was a legendary situation because when i left and cashed in my money i had one in, i had won twenty two thousand four hundred dollars Wow. Oh. So, okay. so wow. when I go into some a few casinos today in Atlantic City, I'll say I'll only pay play $25 at the most. And uh, they say, go ahead, Chris, and we would love having you here because you got a crowd the other time. I, I won't pay anything more than that. But the last time I was there, they this was a few years ago, I they came to me and said, you know, Chris, can you won 22 or 24 hands in a row. Huh. You broke a record. You did it without busting one time. I said, what do you mean? They said, well, the last time you were here was around 12, 14 years ago. And you won 18 hands in a row, so you broke your own record. So oh, I, wow. I had an exercise I enjoyed. But 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 it came as, as I performed more and more and into my teens, I started doing thought reading experiments with my audience. I had a teacher. Talk about the inspiration, those of you that are teachers, how inspiring you can be to a, to a person. Miss Galloway was my fourth grade teacher. 
and I was already doing experiments and thought reading. And then in sixth grade, she set aside every, once a week uh, in my classroom, uh, a half an hour for me to perform with the teachers and what have you. And it was the beginning of my performances. Then I started having my check-in in junior high and high school and what have you. But I found out after I had graduated why I did not notice when I was alive. Because I went to see her after she retired. She believed so much in my work. I didn't find out until she died that she had quietly, Miss Galloway, my fourth and sixth grade teacher, written a hand note to my teachers each subsequent year in junior high and in through high school saying, you must encourage and support what this man does. He has a rare gift. Can you wow. believe that you're believing me that much? Wow. I could talk to you for hours, Jim. I could That's talk great. That's I great. Know, I don't know where this hour has gone. Well, oh, Chris so Kreskin is, it's been, uh, or uh, let me say amazing. It's been uh, great catching up with you, talking I, with uh, you, hearing your I stories. Can I What's that? Can I plug something? That, yes, please do. We'll we'll wrap it up and uh, please uh, uh, plug something and uh, uh, look at what's we'll wrap on my mind. What's on my mind is on on Facebook and YouTube every week, and it's uh, it's Tuesday through Saturday. They can look up those. They can look. Uh, I'm doing a pendulum seminar where I'm teaching people how to use the pendulum. We've gotten staggering responses from professional people how you the pendulum in such a way that they can tap into their unconscious mind because we're not paying attention to each other anymore. We don't hear what each other are saying. To learn more about me and yours truly, just go to www.amazingcreskin.com, www.amazingcreskin.com. And gentlemen, I know I talk an awful lot, but you're a joy to work with. You're class people. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, that Thank means you. a lot coming from you. We we really appreciate it, and uh, it's exciting to hear that uh, you're still going, no signs of slowing down, and we wish you nothing but the best. Glad to hear your health is uh, uh, back in order, and uh, we look forward to uh, the brain uh, isn't seeing the a brain, lot more. The brain, they say, there is there is some brain damage, but don't talk about it. <laughs> well, thank you very much, sir, and if I may close by saying, this has been... Amazing. Oh no, not a dad joke. Why did the pony ask for a glass of water? I don't know. It was a little horse. That joke was horrible. Ken, coming to the end of episode 126, the Dino Hall episode. Anything on your mind as we wrap up the uh, programming? I wanted to ask you this during Klopp's clips, but oh. I didn't want to break it up. Oh, um, sure. There's a thing on X, which I'm still getting used to saying. Uh, it's called Northeast Ohio Scanner, where you oh. can kind of see some of the things going on. That. Are you on that? Yes. Okay. So I have a question to make sure that this isn't you. <laughs> Cleveland Heights, disturbance on Mayfield and Monticello, unruly RTA pass uh, RTA passenger splashed hot coffee on riders and then exposed himself now walking east on Mayfield. Was that you? Did you wait do a minute? This? Hold on. Let me think. What day was that? Uh, that was uh, actually yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, did you have a chance? Uh, no, that wasn't me. I did you that a splash, different day. You didn't splash hot coffee. Uh, yes. 
did that yesterday. Expose yourself. <laughs> yeah, that was that oh, was Monday. Man. I don't think the RTA is going to use that for advertising anytime soon. So. <laughs> Splash hot coffee, expose self, walk away. Oh, gosh. Well, Ken, I don't know if this is uh, something your kids do, but our kids type up Christmas lists. Yes, we're in the process of doing that. Yes. Okay. Well, our kids have already done it because we've already visited Santa Claus. That's a after Thanksgiving tradition. So I'm sure you can hear that. I have in my hands the Christmas lists for our kids, and I thought I might share some of the highlights here. Oh, I like it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the 12-year-old wants uh, Avengers uh, Tower Legos, Daily Bugle Legos, R2-D2 Legos, Venator Class Republic Attack Cruiser Legos, and then we move away from Legos. We need an Xbox Series X, (laughs) Oculus Quest 3, a PC, a Nintendo, a PS5, and an Oculus Changing Dock. Other items on this list include... V-Bucks, are you familiar with V-Bucks? Yes. Okay. He wants 13,500 of them. Wow, good for him. You know what? Ask. the stars here. He wants uh, Nike Jordans, and he wants a cat. A cat? A cat. Oh, wow. Okay. That's just one list. That's just one. Um, List number two, uh, by the way, is a two-pager. Wow. Uh, Okay. So uh, he color-coded his list. He made the list, and then he colored the bullet points. And at the top, he puts, this is the 11-year-old, he puts, yellow in color, I'm fine without. Oh, okay. So obviously, he's expecting all of the green items. Oh, great. Yeah. So we have a Trevor Zegres jersey. A Cookie God plush, Tanger plush, Fulton plush, Preston Plays plush. plush. What is a plush? Uh, stuffed animal. Okay. Just want to double check. Yeah. We also need a Connor Bednard jersey. A Wayne yeah, Gretzky, you have to have that. Yes. Wayne Gretzky jersey. Oh, yeah. Mario Lemieux jersey. Yep. By the way, Lemieux spelled L-U-M-I-X. Hmm. I'll just keep going here. Uh, Big rug that is soft and is not hairy. I don't know Hmm. what that, I don't know the deal for that. Uh, Franklin Sports 12436 NHL mini hockey goal. Uh, Let me see if there's anything on page two here, which by the way is a significant uh, amount of stuff here. Foam hockey pucks. Assorted colors. Oh, very nice. Okay. Uh, and uh, street hockey, youth NHL team street hockey masks. So that is, those are some of the highlights from child number two. And then we move to uh, child number three, the 10-year-old here. Okay. Let me get that list. Okay, we have... Uh, the Gilker Super Slide, the world's largest poppet, a 21 by 21 Rubik's Cube, okay. a Lego Titanic, 
the world's largest reversible octopus, the World Cup, the world's largest Nerf gun, the world's largest Pokemon box, an RV, a trampoline, uh, let me see if there's anything else here that uh oh he, he wants, wants the world nike, nike air jordans nike yeah um uh oh an iphone flip phone nice yeah so nice um i want so you to get that work. world cup santa's got his work cut out for him He's he's really got a lot of work. I to do. Uh, I don't want to disappoint every other child on the planet, but I'm not sure Santa's going to have any room in the sleigh for any other kids. I'm just telling oh you. Oh my now. gosh! So great lists. I love yeah, them. those are great there you lists. Go. My I'll have a, I'll have my kids list at the uh, on the next. Okay. Very good. Very now, good. So. All right. Well. Uh, any any uh, upcoming uh, activities of note? You'll be signing autographs at Cool Beans again soon. Saturday and Sunday, okay. I'll be there from uh, right. eight thirty in the morning till two. So okay. come on down, and I'll sign your coffee. So I know that's what everybody wants. <laughs> yes. Um, no, just uh, rest and relax, and try to figure out which quarterback's going to play for the Browns on Sunday. Well. So. I heard uh, Vinny Testaverde's coming back. I don't know if that's true or not. I want some Mike Pagel. I was they like, tried to get Don Strzok, but <laughs> <laughs> somebody was talking about him the other day. Yeah, it was the best when they brought him out. He's forty some years old, and he was darker than the jersey he had on because he was yes. so tan for being yes. in Florida. That's this the best. Oh gosh, how about you? Any exciting stuff this week besides hockey and all those events? Uh no, nothing. Nothing of note. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> there are always surprises, but uh, there's always surprises. The, the holiday band concert, uh, I expect Ooh. to take place before our next show. Oh, excited. So I need a full update on that. That'll we'll be some uh, of it yeah. so we can hear it. You should record some of it. So we uh, well, can hear it. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess you're not going to do that. So. Uh, I'll, uh, no. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I'd like to thank the people on our show this week. John Ryan, the amazing Creston. What a uh, what a great interview that was. I'd like to thank, uh, well, soon enough we'll have Dusty Sloan. Soon enough yeah. we'll have John Grabowski, who I did see him mention in X because there was some sort of historic historic thing that somebody had a question on. He was yeah. able to answer it. So. And uh, I'd like to thank our listeners. Well, don't forget Jen Brazdovich. Oh, I forgot Jen Brazdovich. She's going to kill me, to be honest with you. That's just yeah. awful. <clears throat> That's where my mind, I've been sick. I'm not going to lie. You probably could tell I've been down for the count. I was dizzy. You ever oh. been dizzy? Sick? Yeah, uh, that's a first for me. That's, well, that's, that's what you get when you're 48. When you're no. sick, you're dizzy. So, well, Ted, until uh, a couple weeks, enjoy your, uh, enjoy the holidays here as we get closer. There's, yeah. there's a lot of activities that have to happen before the actual holiday. So I know that's some of your favorite time. No reply. Perfect. Until next time, please don't forget we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two middle-aged men in Cleveland is sponsored by Westminster AV, custom audio-visual packages for all occasions.